There you go. Chisholm Pink, what's going on, man? Not much. How's it going, Josh? Going good. It's going good. Just uh, got a little workout in and hustle home and right right uh, to talk to you, man. I, I grew out my beard to <laughs> this, but uh, didn't quite make it to your level yet. You're getting, you're getting close. Dude, one day I'm going to hit puberty. It's going to be so sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, for those of you that don't know, Chisholm Fink is the assistant coach at Augustana University in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where he's an alumni, an All-American, freaking from Harrisburg, you know, like it's kind of a, a cool story to like kind of look back on. You know, I don't know if you ever, you know, take the uh, chance to kind of look back and think about it, but kind of just growing up there, you know, I'm sure you went to Augustana camps growing up and looking up to those guys. And now, you know, from being an All-American there to being a coach there, like that's pretty sick story. Yeah, I uh, I remember, uh, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but Reitmeyer, um, the head coach at, at Augie, he was... Um, I think just got done competing. So it had to be like 95, 96, which puts me like eight years old, somewhere in there. Um, seven, eight years old and going up to, to SMI, which we still run now a, a freestyle camp. Um, and he had actually broke his jaw um, wrestling. So he has <laughs> his jaw wired shut. And that's, that's like the only thing I remember about that camp being so young, you know, but I was, I was you know, thinking to myself, what's wrong with that guy's, jaw he can't open his mouth you know and then years later hearing the story about him breaking his jaw and then um he uh he broke his jaw and then was training and he couldn't he had to breathe through his nose because he couldn't open his mouth you know he's, he had his jaw wired shut and he's still training and stuff and he got in such good shape wrestling with guys breathing out his nose Dude. that uh he's just like man i'm in good shape i'm really small because i've been working out and i can't eat anything <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go to university nationals and this was right after he, he graduated or a year or two after he graduated. Um, I think he got like third at, at, at university nationals and beat some really good dudes like Jaworski and some guys were, that were in that, in that bracket were really tough. So um, kind of a funny story that that's, that's like my first Augie memory is um, Jason showing technique with his jaw wired shut. That would make you a pretty damn good teacher too. Cause not being able to really talk. <laughs> You know, having to be able to like be on point with technique and like do this. I remember one, what every, every year um, at San Francisco state, my Lars Jensen, (laughs) this dude, he would do every single year. It was probably the same exact date. And honestly, knowing how meticulous he was, he, every year he would do a practice where he did not say a word. He would come into practice. He wouldn't like, usually we met right before practice kind of go over where we're at in the season or whatever, you know, talk about like he'd probably yell at people for having shitty grades or whatever. And then we'd go about practice. He'd come in and you already knew like the second he walked in, cause he'd like, he's just an animated guy. So he would just like, you know, like, like doing all these hand gestures and then he'd roll into practice and he, that's how we, we just like have to be, you know, extra dialed into coach Jensen that day. Cause um, he wasn't, uh wasn't talking but the thing like it brought the room to like dead silence because nobody would be talking it was just kind of like follow suit you know it was kind of a a weird weird vibe on those days that's funny i uh 
I'll do a, a thing at the beginning of practice. So we have kind of our, our warm up routine, which we, we change it up a little bit. I don't like to do the exact same thing every day, but um, a lot of times we'll, 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 sometimes we'll play some dodgeball. Sometimes it's just like a regular running in circles, shots, stance, yeah. motion, that sort of thing. We'll get done with, with some stance and motion. I'll go, all right, everybody get a drink. And then I'll just kind of sit there and wait for the guys to see what they do after, you know, a minute or two goes by, see if the, cause typically we'll start drilling them like light drill and the finishes and everything. And I'll just sit there and I won't say anything on purpose just to see if they'll all just kind of get started on their own. See who steps and, up and kind of takes control. Our, yeah. Our 49 pounder, um, Burnett, you probably, I think you know him. He, uh, he's a little bit kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> and he's a workaholic. So he, he typically gets guys started. He'll most days he's starting drilling before I even say it. Um, he, he wants to grab his guy and get going right away. Um, so he kind of gets everybody going. He's the first one. And then somebody else will be like, well, I guess if he's going now, I, I'll just start drilling too. And then, then the whole room kind of follows suit, but it's fun to watch those guys get started on their own. Um, Burnett sometimes looks at me like, Hey dude, you're going to say it already. Cause I'm, I'm ready to start. And I'll just, I'll just, I'll just kind of stare at him or, or act like I, I, I don't see him looking at me and then he'll, he'll go start on his own. I, I'm gonna get going one way or another. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna get me going. I'm gonna get going. That's, I mean, you kind of need those guys in the room, right? Like you need those guys that are like a little bit crazy, you know, just to, you know, kind of bring the energy up or bring that level of intensity up. You know, that's I think sometimes is a, you know, I don't think necessarily in the wrestling world, but you know, definitely in day to day life, that's getting less and less of a of a common thing or even a, like a, an okay thing is to be like that kind of intense with everything you do. And yeah, you know, like we, you, you need those people around you and you, you want those people around you, you know, just to, you know, keep it, keep it pushing forward in my, in my eyes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to coach guys like that, that you kind of have to, you actually grab the reins and, and pull back rather yeah. than yeah. And push forward. It's like, ah, I think you're doing enough. Um, that, that's, you know, um, pull it back just a little bit. You're overtraining. I, I'd much rather tell somebody that than that you got to pick it up. So it's nice that you don't, you don't have to tell them that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. How, uh, how's the season been? I know, you know, talking, we talked with Wyatt Turnquist last week of Northern state and, you know, you've coached Wyatt a, a bunch on the national teams and stuff like that. But um, just like, you know, the, just kind of, you know, picking his brain about, you know, how their season been and how they're adjusting, you know, to it. You know, uh, what have you guys kind of been doing? Uh, well, it's been fairly normal now that we kind of hit season. Once we got to about November, then it, I mean, we're testing and doing some things, but for the most part, it's fairly normal. And Knock on wood, we had a, a positive test since since November. Um, I believe we had a, a like a false positive um, leading up to the St. Cloud duel, and that's why that got moved. But um, turned out turned out to just be a, a false positive, like a testing um, testing downfall or, or something that went weird with the test. So we didn't have to worry too much about that. But um, and kind of going backwards, I guess when we started like quarantine um, after nationals, right? We're we're stuck at home and. Um, we had a lot of team meetings trying to keep the guys together. Uh, we've got a pretty close knit group and, and we think that's a, a strength of ours is those guys, you know, bonding together and stuff. So we wanted to keep them together. So some team meetings, just getting them to see each other on, on zoom meetings and stuff like this. Um, 
and then we had some like challenges and things like that, just trying to keep kind of fitness levels up and, and keep them in shape. And our guys are pretty self-motivated for the most part. Um, so it, it wasn't like a huge worry for us. Um, but uh, just keeping them active, keeping them doing things. There were some guys that had access to wrestling rooms and were able to get on the mat still and, and so forth. But for the most part, we couldn't. Um, and then towards the end of the summer, we got opened up where we could actually get on the mat um, restricted with how long we could go, couldn't switch partners. Um, we had to actually have masks on when we're, when we're wrestling and stuff. So yeah, I saw that. Um, we've, and then uh, as the season got going, it just got less and less restrictions and stuff to where now we're, we're pretty much, I mean, obviously we're testing three times a week and, and we're, we get, we're wearing masks and stuff in the room, but other than that, um, we're just back to normal for the most part. Now. So, you know, I think, you know, over probably like the last, I would say probably five years or so, like there's been talk about, you know, wrestling kind of moving to that one semester sport. Do you think like, you know, kind of, this might be a little bit of a trial run to get people, you know, maybe more on board or, you know, maybe push it and kind of be like, ah, that wouldn't work. What do you, are you like, are you on either side? Do you, do you have a preference? I, I haven't dug into it probably enough or, or put enough thought into have it like a, a good, concise thought out um you know idea which one's better than which um yeah. i'm not real sure i do think the season's long um i do think covering two semesters covering you know finals and then for us we have j term also so it, yeah um you take one class in the month of january so it covers all that which i mean you know january's prime like in conference that's probably the, the the most important part of the season besides the very end mm-hmm. is january so um, it's tough for our guys to go through, uh, you know, finals J term and then start a new semester all while they're trying to train and, and win national titles and stuff, so, you know, right. so, um, that's difficult where I think there's education wise, I don't think there's a, a doubt that it would help, um, help guys with classwork and, and so forth only being a one set semester sport. That's where I see the, um, the biggest, uh, pros for it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I heard a lot about, you know, the one semester thing when they're first talking about what the season's going to look like and stuff, and, and that could maybe push it towards that. I haven't heard, um, uh, much since then though. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have a strong opinion either way. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I, I'm kind of right there with you, like educationally and just like, you know, workload it would it would make it probably a little bit easier on the kids you could you know, honestly you make that first semester you load up on a few more classes and then lighten the load in the second semester if you you wanted and yep. make it a little bit better on you but yeah either way i think you know wrestlers are so so like you know we're we're accustomed to something we don't vary off of it sometimes you know so yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if that ever um uh, even even changes but uh i'm a big but, fan of freestyle so as long as it doesn't screw with freestyle stuff um then yeah. I'm, I'm okay with anything if it messes with freestyle then and, i don't know uh, yeah then can't, I'm, yeah I'm it can't definitely can't, can't go into like april and may for yeah. sure we got too many too many young uh like superstars at this point <laughs> to to mess with that you know guys yep. coming up through the ranks and you know being ready immediately um, for you guys, is that something that, that you see, um, now where, you know, guys coming into your room a little bit more prepared to, to compete right away? 
Um, it varies. I mean, it's at our level. Obviously, the D1 level, you see some of those guys that are coming in now that are, you know, ready to win a national title the day they step in the door. Um, at the D2 level, we have some guys that are, are ready to go and ready to be All-Americans um, right away. We have some guys that, you know, take a lot of work and um, are going to take, you know, two, three, four, five years to mold. And, you know, um, we've had a lot of guys in the program like that that came in and were really bad, you know, to be honest. They're not much of a better way to put it. And I was probably one of them. Um, and uh, it takes a, a lot, a long time to, to develop those guys, just that they're behind or, or not as, not as uh, talented yet. Um, so you got to build that talent and so forth. It can be done, but yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I wrote that down just thinking about, you know, you know, just different things that we could talk about. I think your story is so, so like, I don't know if it's unique, but it's, it's, it's pretty like, it's pretty cool. It's like, you go through your high school career and then your senior year, you just like, boom, had this crazy season, 50 and 0 state champion. And, you know, like best, best kid in the state, like, boom. Then you transition to Augie. And I, you know, I think you similar to me had some, some ups and some downs and some, you know, questionable decision-making. And then, uh, you know, then your senior year, it's like, boom, you, you got your opportunity. You're the man. And, you know, you have a, another hell of a year in fourth place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fourth place in the country. Like, I mean, so it's like a tale of two senior years. Um, so I just kind of wanted to like, talk, ask you about like how mindset either, you know, going into your senior year of high school versus your senior year of college. And just like some of the things that, that played a role or, you know, any, any advice or even that you could give. Yeah, don't wait till your senior year if I'm going to give any advice. Um, get to work and, and, and figure things out long before that. Um, it really, it was funny is both both in high school and in college, um, I was probably actually ready my junior year. Um, in high school, I, I was wrestling fairly well my junior year um, and had a really, really bad like region tournament to not qualify for state. So I probably should have. Um, I, I was probably close to that level I was also wrestling 145 pounds my senior our senior year I wrestled 35 so our team was pretty good we had some good guys in there at, at 30 35 and, and 40 so I, I was at 45 I couldn't beat those two um and then um when I got beat out going back to high school when I got beat out of the, the region tournament and didn't qualify for the state tournament it was devastating at that point you know I, I was just so sick of, of losing that I was like, I, I'm not going to let this happen again. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's just no way I, in the locker room right after I got beat out was when I, I made my, my mind up, like, I'm not letting this happen again. You know, it was embarrassing. You know, it just, it felt yeah. like shit. I thought I was going to make state tournament. Didn't. Um, I had a bunch of teammates that were going to the state tournament, winning state titles, um, guys in the room that I wrestled with that I knew that I could wrestle with were at the state tournament. They were placing, they were winning state titles. I'm like, these guys can do it. Why can't I? So then I just, I, I went to work and I, I had, luckily I had a really good high school coach, um, Smokey Wallman, um, who was, is a, a legend in South Dakota. He wrestled at Iowa state, wrestled with Dan Gable, was an all American. Um, his kids were a six time state champ, a four time state champ and a four time state champ. He's, he's just a legend. And I got him my last two years of high school. And that, that was a huge thing for me. So he would come in, um, anytime I'd ask him, he'd come in probably twice a week and work with me. 
Um, I'd bring in different partners or just work with him, which he was like 65 years old at the time. So um, he wouldn't do a, a ton of wrestling with me, but he still would when it, when I needed him to. Um, and I just, I did that. Um, I, I found a bunch of camps. My dad took me everywhere. He could find a tournament that I would go to. I did everything I, everything I could. I turned, turned over every rock I could for, you know, from that point until, until the, the season started again. Um, and I don't, I, I obviously got better. I think I, you know, skill wise and so forth throughout that summer. Um, but I think it just gave me a lot of confidence knowing that I don't think anybody else worked that hard, you know, all summer long, I, I had a job, so I'd work anywhere from 12 to 15 hour days, um, building fence. And then my dad was the maintenance guy for our high school. Um, so I had my own key to get in the wrestling room. So after working, you know, 12, 15 hour days, then I'd go and work out by myself um, every single day. Sometimes I'd, I'd have partners and stuff that would come in with me. But if I didn't have a partner, I'd just go in the gym. I'd lift a little bit, um, go outside and run. And then I'd, I'd do stance and motion and stuff in the wrestling room by myself. Um, and I did that every single day, all summer long. Um, and that gave me a lot of confidence knowing that I, did, I just didn't think anybody else was doing that. You know. Yeah, that's wow. something I I try to tell my kids all the time. Like preparation creates confidence. Period. Yeah. Like you you know you could have that false like vibrato or whatever. Like, and that's just kind of a front for you know you know your insecurities maybe. But if you're actually putting in the work, then that confidence is going to be there. Like, and just like you said, I mean, just that those hours and hours and hours. You know, just they go a long way. Yeah. So. Um, I did that and that, you know, gave me what I needed to do to, to win a state title, um, which was my goal at the time. And then I went into college and, um, I, I wasn't, you know, good enough to be an all American right away. Um, I, I took some development and I give most of the credit to, to Reitmeier. Um, I wrestled with that guy countless hours doing individuals and, and him beating the heck out of me over and over and over again. Um, my goal when I, when I came into college was to be able to beat Jason, by the time I left. And if we had wrestled my senior year, I, he probably still would have teched me. So I, I never, I never got there, but um, I did get to be an all American, I guess. But um, so my, I, I, I needed some development and I took some time and, and I made some bad decisions that, that set that development back and, and things like that. And then my junior year, I was probably, um, I think I was good enough to be an all American. Um, Nate Herta was a two-time All-American. He, uh, we wrestled off like six times that year. Um, he won three, I won three, um, and he ended up ended up starting. And I think he got third that year. So um, yeah, he was a freaking terror. He was, yeah. he was tough. You got, I mean, that we were in the same same year. So that yeah. was, I mean, you guys had a freaking team back then. I mean, yeah. it was just like top to bottom, pretty damn tough all the way through. Yeah, I was behind. Um, I lost wrestle-offs to, to Nate, to Mike Long, who was an All-American, should have been a two-time All-American, blew his knee out in the round of 12 um, for a second All-American. And then Jay Shear was a four-time All-American national champ. Um, so I was behind. I lost wrestle-offs to all of those guys. Um, so it, and, and Jason Jeremiah, two-time All-American. I lost wrestle-off to that guy once, too. So um, everybody I was, I was behind was an All-American. So it was, it was tough to get in the lineup when you, when you look at it that way. But I also, once I got in the lineup, I was ready to go, you know, I was ready to be an all American. Um, my senior year, our 25 pounder was a, was a one-year starter like myself, um, fifth year senior, or I was sixth year senior. He was fifth year senior. Um, 
and he was national finalist that year, only only right. year that he started. So it tells you the kind of some of the depth we had in that room at that point. Right. Just I mean, that's a I mean that's a testament I think to the the coaching staff too, like to to be able to keep though that many like hammers and that, that many guys that are just hungry just keep them there and keep them hungry and keep them you know like when when you get your chance like you're gonna get it and so just be prepared be prepared and then you know like so that's I mean that's that's a huge you know balancing act to be able to have that but it, I mean that's a that's a testament to your guys's culture I would say um ultimately because you know just you talk about you know uh, you know, just a couple years ago when uh, Tim Prescott wins the national championship and then right behind him the next year, he gets, loses his spot and then blast. Yeah. But, you know, I always talk about this story just because I think it's just, a, it's a cool thing. And it's something you, you want your um, program or you want your, the, the people around you to be like, it's, you know, Prescott was in the corner coaching Velasquez in the national finals. Yeah. Velasquez or Vasquez. There's Velasquez. 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 He, you know, he ran up and hugged him. Like, so that was just something cool to, to see just cause those guys, you know, there, there was a culture there, just like, you know, I would say that you guys had to have had at the time, you know, to, to hold that many horses in the, in the stable. Yeah. It's funny looking back. Like I, I never thought about transferring, you know, uh, maybe it's cause I didn't think I was that good, you know, until I, <laughs> Till I proved it, I guess I I hadn't proved anything at that point yet. But never once did transferring cross my mind. It was always I won. I I kind of thought I was going to start. You know, I always thought I could beat those guys. Um, I got proven wrong a lot, but it wasn't like okay, I got beat. I need to find somewhere else to go. It was like okay, I got beat. Now I need to get better. It was my only thought. Um, and I could have went other places and and probably started there. You know, uh, a lot of places, but. Uh, I probably wouldn't have been an all American if I didn't have those guys helping me out either. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, that friction creates fire and, you know, steel, sharp and steel, all those <laughs> sayings, you know, it's, it's freaking mm -hmm. true. Like you, you know, you want to have, you know, the, those, those type of people around you to challenge you and push you and, you know, knock your ass down every once in a while too. Like just, um, now is that something so, kind of transferring like that into you know coaching for you um you know how does how how did those like that, those situations how did those trend you know go into your coaching style or you know your approach to coaching um uh, well there's a lot of lessons that I, I learned you know as an athlete and some of it's hey I did this right this is what you guys should do a lot of it's hey I did this wrong um <laughs> Uh, learn from my lesson. Don't, don't, don't make it your, make yeah. your own mistake. You know what I mean? Um, out of that, I don't, I don't know anything specific that I can come up with, but I know there's a lot of lessons that I, I teach my guys that come from that stuff. You know, um, we just had a, a wrestle off between our 33 punters on Sunday. Um, Jack Huffman was our starter last year. Um, and he, uh, it, it was probably in the toughest bracket or toughest region bracket in the country i think um and ended up uh one place away from qualifying he got fourth um needed to get top three to qualify he got fourth um and was right there I, and it was very very good and then brandon carroll um uh who was, was a national qualifier as a freshman um those two guys just wrestled off on sunday and um brandon won the spot 
Um, and we think we got two guys there that are all Americans, you know, um, and which it hurts to watch those kind of wrestle offs. It does, it stinks, but it's also like, that's the problem you need to have. If you, yeah. if you want to bring trophies home, you got to have that kind of stuff and injuries happen, different things. Um, Jack's going to be going, Jack's been wrestling 41. Um, we had to wrestle off late cause he decided that he's, his weight was low and he wasn't big, real big for 41 anymore. Um, so he's coming down, um, but he's going to go back up and wrestle 41. He, the, we wrestled, he wrestled 41 weighing like 36 and a half, 37, something like that. Um, against St. Cloud, um, and their kids, I third in the nation, second in the nation, somewhere in there. Um, we wrestled him to a one point match. So it, whether it's 33 or 41, he, I know he can wrestle both. Um, and it's, it's a good, I guess it's, it's good that they both find spots on the team, you know, um, but that's a, a tough situation. And that's, that's one of those times where I can go back and say, you know, Jack, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've certainly been there. I've lost these wrestle offs. Um, I go, but you know, you're ready to go at 41. You can, you can do this. So it's kind of relaying that message to them right now. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, you just, you, you want those, those problems as a, as a coaching staff, you wouldn't want those, you know, those tough matches in the room, you know, you, you don't, you don't win and win trophies with 10 guys, you know, it takes the, the 25, 30 kids that are on the roster that, you know, that's, that's why everybody gets a ring. It's not, you know, it's, you know, down to the, you know, the stat girls, the athletic trainers, there's so many people, um, you know, especially in a, in a college, you know, athletic situation, there's so many people that are involved with doing it. So it's, you know, you, you want those good people, you want those, you know, you know, those people all pushing in the same direction. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it's uh it's a necessity, you know, and again, it, it does stink. It, it breaks your heart when you, when you have to, you know, have a situation like that where, you know, a guy's good enough to be an all American and, and he's not going to be, have a spot. Now Jack luckily has a spot, um, which is good, but we've had, you know, situations in the past where it's like, man, both these guys are really good. Yeah. I, I want them on the mat, but it just, it can't happen. You know, it's, it's tough to deal with as a coach, but at the same time, it's like, these are the problems I want to deal with yeah, rather than absolutely. going, I got to find somebody that can wrestle this weight. Cause we're getting crushed. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's a better problem to have than that. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, what do you guys got coming up this We What there's, is there three more weeks of the two, duels? Two more duels and then regions. Yep. So this week, Thursday, we have upper Iowa, which is, they're always, they're always good. They're good again this year. Uh, yep. So wrestle those guys and then um, more head next. So, after them and then then get ready for region now do you do you think that there's chances of the division two turn national tournament like opening up some more um spots i know they they added what a pigtail now right uh yeah so last was it last year or two years ago they added spots um now they've they for for this year they've brought it back down i think I can't rem- remember what it is. I think we have 25 spots coming out of our, our region, um, which they increased that because our region has 11 teams and there's some other regions where teams have opted out of, or, you know, schools aren't, aren't participating mm-hmm. where they only have like five or six teams. So they actually shifted, shifted stuff around and gave us a few more qual- qualifiers, which is good. Um, but uh, well, it's, it's, 
get them more. I'm not even certain. I, it's the top two and then some wild cards. And I think it'll just kind of be like back in the day where they'll have a, a meeting after the tournament and vote on wild cards and, um, and, and you hope to get in. So, yeah, that's what we did. Even at, uh, when I was at Wayland Baptist for after the NAIA regional, um, yeah, we had, we had us like, I think it was like 10 wild cards or something like that. I don't know. We got basically a wild card per weight class yeah. and uh, you kind of just voted on it, but. Yeah. That's how, uh, when, when Jason won his national title, that's how he got in. He, he didn't qualify and then got a wild card and then, <laughs> and, and then won national tournament. God dang. Talk about making the most of an opportunity. That's right. insane. Yeah. Crazy story. Um, so going down the stretch, um, are the, are the boys, are they, they relatively healthy then? Is it, you know, less, yeah. less impact on their body? And we, we've changed our training quite a bit um, the last couple of years. So we're actually pretty fresh. Um, we keep our guys, you know, fresh. We, we really um, are smart about which days we train really, really hard mm-hmm. to make sure that one that we kind of hit these mini peaks every time we compete. There was times where we trained through competitions a little bit. Now we, we try to do that a little bit less, um, try to um, give these guys a little bit more time off, but also making sure that during that time off, if we give them a day off, it's not, it's not really a day off. It's a day to do what you need to do. Mm. Um, so some of them are getting in and getting a bike workout in some of them, if their bodies are beat up, they might come in and just do a warm up and a stretch if they're feeling good, they might um, do an individual or grab a guy and, and drill and roll around, get some live in, you know, whatever they need. If it's a guy that's um, a little bit smaller, um, our heavyweight is 225 pounds. Um, he might take those days and, and get an extra lift in, you know, some of those guys that aren't cutting so much weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's days to, to individualize their training. And, and a lot of it's led by them, you know, what, what they want to do. But sometimes we, we put our hand in there and say, Hey, you know, this is what you should be doing these days. This is what you need type of things. But again, uh, like going back to culture, like you said, we've, we've, Jason's done a really good job of implementing and and designing our culture to where our guys are kind of accountable for themselves. Um, They're self-motivated where really it's just kind of guiding and and, and steering them and being a sheepdog, you know, (laughs) Um, working, working them side to side, making sure they're staying in the right path, but not, not pushing them so hard from behind or we don't have to, they're, they're heading the right direction. Most of the time, it's just straightening them out every now and then. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. I mean, makes, makes your life a little bit easier to kind of know that they're, they're, you know, taking that ownership. I mean, that's really, you know, that's when you can see some really big jumps in, in training and jumps in skills. And when they start understanding those, those things that they need or, you know, how to prime their body and, and get themselves ready for, um, you know, especially, you know, wrestling in the NSIC and you know, only, you know, a small amount of duels this year, a small amount of matches. And, you know, pretty much every single one of them is going to be, you know, a knockdown drag out. Like you're, it's going to be a tough match. So you got to be able to get up. And, you know, if you do have a setback, you got to be able to dust yourself off and get your nose pointed in the right direction again. Cause you know, you're going to have another freaking hammer again next week. Yeah. And our, our schedule is tough this year. They took the, they just took the top six teams and, and gave us those six. <laughs> so top six teams from last year are, are our six duels. So um, oh, it wasn't a whole lot of easy matches for us, which is good, you know, in a, yeah. a 
I guess some people probably look at that and go, oh, man, season stuff. It's like, well, we only get six matches. I, I hope they're tough, you know. Yeah, are, get, get as battle-tested as you can. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what – last year we got the, the chance to go down and wrestle Arizona State, and that was terrific for us just because when you wrestle competition that good, you see some holes that you're not going to always see, you know. Um, when you wrestle good competition, it you know, you can be beaten up on somebody bad and it doesn't expose, you know, all your weaknesses and so forth. You wrestle good competition. It's going to expose what you need to work on, which is, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you still, you, you still wrestle a lot? Uh, less and less. I keep getting beat up and beat up. I got a, a torn meniscus right now. So that, that always catches and, and hooks and stuff, but I still get on the mat. I'm still doing individuals, um, probably one or two of those a day. And then, um, I run all our practices, so I don't get on the mat as, as much when we're in practices, but there's definitely days where I'm still drilling and grabbing guys and wrestling live and, and so forth. So, yeah, I'm still, still trucking along. That's it. You got to keep trucking, man. And so the other thing I wanted to uh, just talk about is uh, just all of your woodworking stuff, man. Like it's oh, yeah. pretty, pretty damn impressive. Like, and honestly, so like, <laughs> I just remember, I remember like the first, like when you first started like putting things out and I was like, I had, I had zero idea. I had probably known you for like, well, I don't know, five, six years already. <laughs> and I never knew that you like possessed all the skills, you know, to do all this stuff. And you just started posting all these, all these cool ass things that you were making and everything like that. Is that, is that something that you've always done or is it just something? Um, no, up? actually, I kind of picked it up since after college. Um, it's a funny story how can I, it started. Um, I, in college, I was a, your, your typical male college student. I slept on a, a mattress on the floor, right? Um, no, like, box spring, no, yeah. you know, nothing. Just a, literally a mattress, on an old, dirty mattress on the floor. <laughs> and I, was at, I graduated college and I was like, you know what? I should probably actually have, like, a bed but I was also broke. So I was like, well, I can't buy one. So I will just build myself one. And so then I, I built that bed and then that turned out okay. And then my sister actually asked me to, she goes, can you build me a dining table? And I was like, well, I, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I, I did that and, and built that. And then I kind of just went from there. People asked me, Hey, can you build this? And I go, I, I haven't ever before, but I, I can probably figure it out. And then I just figure it out and go from there yeah it's it's uh it started as kind of a hobby and now it's turned into um you know kind of just like a little side gig for me which is nice what's uh what's what's the thing that you've built that you're the most proud of uh, i re i recently built my bed my like a, a new bed for myself after the, the i'd had that old one um that's probably the the biggest like nicest thing i've built so far um yeah, I think that one is. I got a, a chair that's in my my workshop right now that I'm building. That's pretty sweet. That'll come out here in a, a few weeks. So that's sick. Yeah, I I possess zero of those. <laughs> I can't. I no. I I have trouble putting my son's freaking toys and shit away uh -huh. or together. So I I I always like seeing that stuff. It's just it's impressive. It's cool. What uh. I grew up on a small farm, so you kind of got to just figure out how to do things, you know, you, things break down and so forth. You figure out how to fix them. You don't have a lot of resources, but you just kind of learn to MacGyver things. It's probably where I got that from. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. That's sick. Um, so what 
kind of heading down the, the home stretch of the, the season. Um, kind of something I asked, I asked Wyatt too, is just like, you know, what, what's the mindset, you know, knowing that maybe you don't have as many matches as, uh, as you typically do at this point of the year, knowing that you, you know, you're maybe not, not as sharp, you know, um, as you, as you normally would be, but on the other side, you're a little bit more fresh. You're, you know, maybe a little bit more motivated because you, you don't have, you know, a ton of setbacks over the course of, uh, you know, the shorter season. Um, so what's kind of the, the mindset of the Augustana program moving into these kind of last couple of weeks? Um, it's a lot of, of building confidence right now. Um, you know, it, our first duel, we we're, we we're a little out of shape. I, after that, I told our guys, you know, you guys got about five and a half, six minutes of, of hard wrestling in you right now. And we need to get to seven. Um, then that very next duel, I thought we we're at that six and a half or so mark next duel. We we're at seven. Um, and now we're building on top of that. Our shape looks great. Um, Every, every week we seem to improve and fix things and look a little bit sharper, a little bit better. So I feel like we, we did start a little bit behind where we normally would be, um, but we've made up a lot of ground. So, um, you know, I guess the theme for this week is uh, we just came off a really good duel against Southwest and it's, it's figure out a way to take another step forward, you know, another step up. A lot of times you have a real good duel where you feel good about yourself. It's easy to kind of, sit back in the saddle and, and not be as aggressive and focused and motivated and that sort of thing. Like, Oh, maybe I'm, I mean, maybe I'm getting pretty good here. It's, no, I got to take another step up. Cause um, our goal wasn't to beat Southwest state, you know, that, yeah. that wasn't our, our um, goal for the year is to be all Americans to be national champions. So um, challenge for them. I challenged them this week, take another step forward, you know? Um, so uh, beyond that, uh, we're not really looking too far past this week, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's get through this week, get through next week, and then we'll, and then we'll start worrying about the region tournament. But um, we, we got to sharpen up and get better um, to be where we want to be at the end of the year. Um, so we kind of just got to concentrate on ourselves today. And that's, that's a big part of, that's a big theme of the year is, is worry about us, what we're doing, not too much about what our opponents are doing and so forth. Um, concentrate on ourselves because we got to we got to get better at wrestling if we're going to be where we want to be we got a lot of potential in the room and we got guys that can certainly get there but it's got to take a lot of focus motivation and hard work from from here to that region right it's like i mean you know we have this this small block of time like if there's ever a time for you guys to you know dial it in and be you know you know overly focused it's it's now you know and it's it's you know, to me, just outside looking in, I think it, it is, you know, the, the bright side of, of having a shortened season is like, you can really condense your focus into this, this, like anybody can do it for this block of time. Right. Like, and then, you know, as, as you go into next year or even freestyle Greco, it's like, okay, now we have this amount of time, but we just start with this amount of time right now, like just be perfect from here on out, like whether it's, you know, your nutrition, whether it's your homework, like all the things that you can control, like just have them freaking dialed in because it's, it's this much time. <laughs> like there's, there's, there's yeah. so little it's if, and if you do the, the payout can be, 
you know, just outstanding in, in a, in a season where, you know, things look very dismal um, for a short period or for a long period of time. And then to, you want to be the people that end up, end out um, on that high note and end out, you know, after all the setbacks and all the BS that we've gone through and all these athletes have gone through, it's like, like be the people that, that are able to finish this off and, and really put that, you know, end with that good taste in your mouth, you know, and, and feel great about the, the execution. Yeah. Yeah. Success always is a little bit sweeter, a little bit better when you, you go through adversity, you know, that's, that's why things that are really hard um, feel really good when you achieve them, you know? So this year, especially if you you get through all the adversity and not being able to train, not being able to, to work out, um, starting to work out and getting shut down because of contact tracing and, and, and test positive and and that sort of thing. Um, It should be a, a little bit sweeter this year, knowing that you, you know, you went through that adversity, not that everybody else isn't going through that same stuff, but you're the one that came out on top of all that, you know? Yeah, that you, your mind must have been a little bit stronger. Um, you must have done things a little bit better um, than everybody else. Yeah, and I think yeah, that that's something that can catapult a career and catapult a person. You know, that into you know great things. It's it's uh, you know it's a it's a unique situation. But the people that you know take advantage of of their time and take advantage of right now, I think, are going to be you know the ones that are that are standing tall at the end. Um, last, last thing I kind of want to talk or just ask you about is just recruiting to, to Augustana. Um, you know, what, I guess, what, what are you looking for in athletes and, and what are you, you know, what are you bringing to them as well? Yeah. So what we look for, I guess there's not, I wouldn't say there's a specific thing other than these two things. And one guys that wrestle hard, we really like, um, and guys that love wrestling. Mm-hmm. We like those two things outside of that short, fat, tall, thin, fast, slow, you know, any of that stuff, it, it doesn't really matter as much. Um, but those are the, the two things we, we really recruit for. Um, and when we're, we're looking to spend scholarship dollars and put a big investment into kids, um, we want them to have those things for sure. So we think we can develop off of those two things. Um, and we like guys that wrestle high pace. We like guys that score a lot of points. Um, mainly just because that's our philosophy. That's the way we coach. It's what we tell our guys. Um, and we like watching that. If I'm going to sit in the corner and, for five years, I want to see you out there wrestling and scrapping and scoring points. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just the philosophy of Augustana wrestling is that you, you wrestle hard for seven minutes um, and you score a lot of points. Um, that's the way we do it. We're not – we're more of an offensive minded team than, than defense, which sometimes that makes it so our defense isn't quite as good, but we, we're working on that too. But um, that's, that's what I'd say we're looking for. Um, obviously Augustan is a, a, a great academic school um, that it's known for, for being a great academic school. It's one of the best schools in the country. Um, it's got 99% placement rating in the, in the field of study. So you don't, you don't look for a job when you're, when you're graduating Augie, the jobs look for you type of thing, um, which is, is huge for us recruiting. So we get a lot of smart kids in. Um, so that's, that's a big pitch that we sell is, you know, you're not going to leave here and, and go work at McDonald's. You're going to have a great job in your, in your field of study. You know, you're not going to get a economics degree and then go swing a hammer for 
for the rest of your life or, you know, something like that. Not that I, you know, I like swinging hammers. I have no problem. If you want to swing a hammer, that's what you want to do. But if you want to be a nurse, you best get a job in nursing. If you want to be a teacher, you need to get a teaching job. Um, and then the city of Sioux Falls sells itself. You know, it's a, it's a great town and it's got a, a huge mix of things. I'm a small town kid. Um, so it was a, I'm, I'm used to, to Sioux Falls for the most part because I grew up next to here, but even Sioux Falls was big for me. Um, so, but it's got a, a good feel to it. Augie's kind of right in the center of the, of the town. Augie itself is a small school. It feels like its own small town, but then if, if you want to get out in the city, do more things, um, go to the falls park or, or go to a football game, go to, you know, all sorts of events, concerts, everything that's going on in town. Um, you can get that kind of big city feel or bigger city feel. And then we got a bunch of rednecks on the team that like to hunt and fish and, and getting out. Well, there's a ton of fishing that you can do in town with a, a couple of lakes in town to fish and then the, the river and so forth. But our guys get outside, get just right outside of town and pheasant hunt, deer hunt, fish, um, bow fish. They're, they're crazy. We got a bunch of rednecks on the team. So um, it's just a, a good mix of about anything you could want from that small town feel to the, to the bigger city feel to, you know, getting out and being a hick. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, I, I love Sioux Falls. It's a, is it definitely a, a great place? It has, like you said, it's, I mean, it's growing like exponentially just since I've been even around it, but um, it's still got that, you know, small town. And, you know, the thing, the thing I would add too, just is like the people of in the Midwest, the South Dakota people specifically, like it, they're, they're genuine they're you know they're welcoming they're friendly like you don't get that everywhere necessarily so um that's something that i always really enjoyed about living in the midwest is is people are <laughs> are genuine and they're actually you know when they ask you how are you and they ask you if they can help you with anything typically they they mean it and they you know they are you know wanting to 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 help you or wanting to know how you are so um that always, that always, you know, went a long, long way for me too. So, yeah. um, as far as the advantages of our wrestling program, um, I think our, our culture that, that Jason's built is, is the biggest thing. Um, you're going to come in, um, to a group of 30 guys that want to do the same things as you. Um, they, they keep their noses clean for the most part. They're focused. They, they know what they want to do academically. They know what they want to do athletically. And they're, they're not really willing to, to sacrifice either one of those things. Um, and Augie's a great place to, where you don't really have to sacrifice either one. You can get a great degree. You can move on to a, a great career afterwards, and you can also win. Um, and we've proven that not just in wrestling, but in all, in all our sports. We've won four national titles in the last, like, five, six years um, in different sports. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's a – it's a good environment for, for both of those things. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely be, uh, watching for your guys down the, down the line. I, I have some, you know, personal ties to, to some of those kids like Hunter and, uh, you know, those guys. So, um, definitely looking forward to, to watching them and, you know, Brandon, he's a senior, right? He's gotta be, he's like, yeah, he's going to come back again next year. Um, he's got a free year if if you gave that guy 10 more years he'd come back for every single one of them yeah yeah um, he's, a, he's a glutton so that's good I, I hope to see him um more he's fun to watch um, oh yeah he's yeah he, he, 
he yeah talk about uh when we we talk about we like guys that score points and, and wrestle hard he if there's two things i would say about him is that he, he likes to score points and he wrestles hard he, he embodies what we kind of talk about a lot love it love it well i appreciate you jumping on man it's great to see you uh yeah, thank you for having me dude i appreciate it yeah we'll uh we'll talk again soon and um yeah we'll we'll uh i'll send you that hat too when i get it awesome thanks man right on thanks chisholm See you, dude.